welcome to Love It or Hate It with Angelique and Elizabeth. It is episode 29 and we are honestly just going to run down summer movies. It sounds weird to not yeah. make it more specific. We had busy summers though. We had a really busy summer, but we also were so bored by a lot yeah. of the movies. I feel like we purposely skipped a few that yeah. we, we kept saying, oh, let's do this. I think we mentioned it in a previous episode, but... I think the biggest one we were like, oh, we should definitely do Dark Phoenix. I mean, and then... Well, then we saw Dark Phoenix. Well, you saw Dark Phoenix and you went, and I was like, well, I am not spending two hours on that. Uh-huh. And uh, happily have not seen it. Sorry, Soph. And there was a <laughs> lot of movies that I, I know that I definitely skipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, shockingly, didn't see Toy Story 4. I only saw it because my friend wanted to. I just didn't feel like being sad. It wasn't even that sad. It, um... I just felt it was unnecessary. It was nice. There was funny stuff. Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom was really mm-hmm. cute. The little French, he was the Canadian um, stuntman. Yep. And he was obsessed with uh, trying to please the boy who gave him up, Rajon. Uh-huh. Yes. He just, this is, my favorite thing is he's doing some jump. He goes, this is for you, Rajon. <laughs> and it's just so super cute and funny, but like. That's one moment out of an entire movie. Yeah, that you that had to like, watch. Eh, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I laughed. I had a good enough time, but um, I've also, as I said when we were guests just this past week yeah. on um, LAOFCS Weekly, is that the right title? Um, it is Film the, Critics it's Weekly. Film Critics Weekly presented by right. LAOFCS, because we're members of the LA Online Film Critics Society, in case you guys did not know. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned on there, uh, Toy Story's never been my favorite of the Pixar's yeah. anyway, so seeing a fourth one was really like, all right, I guess I will. Totally. Again, only one, because like a friend went, only saw Hobbs and Shaw because you, you took Show me. enough. Show enough. So <laughs> we had a, we had a couple really uh, exciting movie watching experiences <laughs> this summer. Uh, first up. Uh, when I went to go see Midsommar with this crazy lady, what happened, Elizabeth? Earthquake. Yeah. When, Elizabeth? <laughs> during the movie. Yeah. During, during the first 20 minutes of and the movie. After, like, some really horrifying, terrifying, scary imagery and, and that's really disturbing. really creepy, upsetting, cold open, and the credits are rolling, and the camera's pushing in on the credits, and they're all kind of wintry and whatnot. And Florence Pugh is winning and an Oscar wailing. for Wailing. And it's very, and so it's very, you know, you're on edge, and then out of nowhere, the whole theater starts to shake, and everyone goes, oh, is that an earthquake? Oh. And then a little while goes on, everyone goes, wow, this is going on for a lot longer than we thought. <laughs> and finally, after, I'd say a minute? Yeah. A minute, everybody, to their credit, calmly stood up and said, we gotta go. <laughs> and we all, where everybody was very calmly, but firmly, leaving the theater, and then it finally stopped as we were kind of starting to file out. And I went, we went to go back. And the, you were not ha- fucking having it, though. I was you were not done. thrilled. Um, you were but, like, on edge. I got, like, a little alert that my dog was barking. And I was too far away from her. And I didn't know if she was okay. And I knew it had been a stronger earthquake than we had mm-hmm. had a couple days before. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if, like, anything had fallen down or broken or she was hurt or whatever. And then we had, like, a mild aftershock. And I was like, you know what? I think I gotta go. And uh, I was like, well, hang tight. We'll see how it goes. And then they came in and said, we're evacuating the theater. And I went, you know what? That's fine. That's okay. (laughs) I don't need to get pancaked by someone watching Spider-Man Far From Home. 
just because I wanted to try to catch a movie. Because we were in a basement theater. <laughs> exactly. Too, that was the other thing that made our big decision. Because mm-hmm. not only was there the lobby on top of us, but there was a whole other yeah. row of like hundreds of people in theaters. And i that's not a rubble I want to go down be, in. I don't want to be found in that. Um, oh my god, did I tell you I got to tell William James Harper about no, that? No, no. Um, I interviewed him the other day at the NBCU Emmy event. Oh yeah. And um, I... His rep was telling me, oh, yeah, you know, he had such a great summer with mm-hmm. Midsommar. And I was like, yeah, I wish I could tell you more about that. But I didn't get to finish it because I had an earthquake in the middle. He very much understood me yeah. not going back inside. So oh. thanks. thanks. Thanks, dude. <laughs> and shout out to the Arclight for refunding our ticket and then giving us an additional rain check ticket for being so polite and nice about it because we knew the earthquake wasn't their fault exactly also if you go to the movies and there's a natural disaster maybe don't be rude to the staff they're also terrified and would like to go home they said they were in the lobby watching the light swing going like i don't know what we're gonna do and yeah and so they evacuated the theaters to uh just make sure everything was safe but at that point we had had it <laughs> and we also thought you know as great as it is that you guys want to check and make sure everything's safe there's no like structural yeah. engineer coming in to check and make sure things are good it's literally like all the college Bunch kids that work at this going, theater looks good to me <laughs> exactly so like i don't know how much i trust you guys telling me it's quote unquote safe but uh so that yeah that was a fluke though and then we were at the Hobbs and Shaw premiere where the electrical uh, I can't. We literally almost got blown up at the Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> premiere, and I'm not even going to exaggerate, because that's definitely what I thought was happening. It was scary. It was it w- the world premiere, it was at mm-hmm. the um, the the Dolby Theater Dolby. where they have the mm-hmm. Oscars, so you know that it's like relatively secure, I'm sure they did like a sweep there, yeah. and there were celebrities that were going to be there, they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure the celebrities, their security had done a sweep yeah. as well, but we're like sitting in our seats in the orchestra in the front rows of the theater, and all of a sudden, it's like... Crackle, snap, crackle, pop, pop, like five seats down from us underneath mm. the Hollywood Reporter's reporter yeah. seat. Um, and then it get, it's getting closer and closer to you and me because it's like two, it happened two or three more times. Yeah. And it's this like pop that we thought was like an iPhone or At something. At first it, like, it seemed like, like a, a firecracker. Yeah. And the, or like it was like somebody's like lighter. Yeah. And then at one point I thought maybe it was somebody's phone that mm-hmm. had like lit up. Or maybe it was someone's phone battery that had exploded because... Yeah. Let's, I have a Those really happen. crappy phone, and my phone's, like, way too hot as it is right now, and it's kind of scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, so we, like, nobody knows what's going on, but eventually, like, an usher wasn't really coming over fast enough. Yeah, we were, and the one that did, we were, like, trying to explain, like, something's popping in the thing, and they were like, what? What? They, were, they just thought, like, we were saying somebody's, like, was on their phone. We're like, yeah. no, like, we're no. in danger. Um, they were not reacting strongly enough <laughs> yes. to it, so we all just were like, you know what? We should leave. Less calmly, I have to say. This it was, group was a lot it was less a little, calm. But then there was a greater sense of urgency. Yes, and it was a little, fa- like, we moved faster, but we didn't, like, no one, like, screamed or yeah. screeched or, like, got, like, crazy. It was just more that I felt bad for everyone in the balconies, because it was completely full house. Yeah. And then the stars who were sitting behind us, I felt bad for all of them, because I'm sure their security they're, freaked them. They're watching, the going, out. oh shit, what's this? They're like, um, all these people just got up and started mm-hmm. leaving. Um, and I mean, I'll be honest, Elizabeth and I went straight down front and straight out. If that had been a bomb, we weren't we were, getting up in it. Nope. That's a uh, fun fact. You sh- if everybody's going one way, go the opposite way yes. uh, to the nearest exit. To yep. alleviate traffic for safety and mm-hmm. also get your own butt out of it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that we're, sorry not sorry, we're trying to save ourselves. 
<laughs> put your own mask on before you help others. Exactly. If I didn't survive, how would I be able to tweet about it? Exactly. Um, but, by the way, we totally survived. We it turned fine. out it was just um, one of the electrical outlets. The cover had been kicked off, and someone's like, water had spilled and yeah. gotten onto it, and then it started sparking. Which, to me, then, makes me wonder... Well, actually, I, I feel like at a... <laughs> what's it called? At a... Next year for the Oscars, mm-hmm. we will not have photos of Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> yeah. walking across the seats with her wine glass because yeah. I can now say that is dangerous AF. That's dangerous, young lady. Don't do it. Yep, not because you're gonna fall, but because you might light the whole you place might on blow fire. The whole joint up. Oy. Can you imagine if J Law blew up the Oscars accidentally? Sorry, this is, that sounded awful, but. But we, it's all good fun. Yeah. Uh, fun. <laughs> so yeah, like we said, like it's been a summer. It's been a weird summer. We we both did finally. We did finish that one though. We did finish. We um, returned. We had our beautiful rallying speech from Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who tried to act like his oh, security did not take him immediately out yeah, the theater, like he was the one defusing the electric. <laughs> We're like, sir, you did not come in here with your electrical skills and like you know. Fix the you problem. You didn't give it the old eyebrow and then it started working again just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how what he would like you to think. And yeah. you know what? Let the man think what he wants. Because honestly, his movie was really fun. Yeah. Um, he, Jason, Idris, Vanessa Kirby, who I was so happy had such a big role in yeah. the movie. Um, you know, playing Owen Shaw's sister, she gets to do a lot in terms of the stunts, in terms of plot, in terms of like her general spy nature. Mm-hmm. So I was actually kind of thrilled that it worked out that like she had such a beef up role. And all I really want from the spinoffs in the franchise is now a Shaw family spinoff mm-hmm. with her and Jason, Helen Mirren. I want Luke Evans to get out of jail because I think he may be back in jail after He's the not exploits. Dead. No, we discussed this. I this this is one franchise I cannot keep track of <laughs> if my life depended no, on it. No, so he was You know what I know about this franchise? It's about family. <laughs> yes, and That's, that is why the spinoff is oh also about no. family. Um, but no, he is hospitalized in six. Uh huh. But he, er, and so you see him at the beginning of seven in the hospital. That's mm-hmm. actually how uh, Jason Statham's character is introduced. Okay. Um, he you know blows his way into the hospital basically to like check on his brother. Right on. And then during Fate of the Furious, mm-hmm. um, when once they team up with Vin Diesel and Jason and everybody. Um, Helen Mirren's character, they basically, Jason has to, like, fake his death to, right. like, move on in the, in uh-huh. the movie. Okay. And <laughs> mom is like, listen, I worked this out, but you have to take your brother. And he's like, no, he's a criminal. And she's like, he's your brother. So he and the brother have to do the plane escape <laughs> with you, you Vin Diesel's my, kid. It's amazing. You can't see my face, but I'm just cracking up because... She's like, what <laughs> is she talking about? It is gibberish, <laughs> what you just said. It's okay. <laughs> Dedicate six hours to your life to six, seven, no, and eight, and you will understand and not ask silly questions. About the fate of people. <laughs> this is not a slight against you, but it, it's the same reaction that I have as, like, Billy Madison when he gives the answer and the teacher's uh-huh. like, 
Nowhere in your com- insane <laughs> rambling answer did you come come close to anything resembling a correct response. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. It, not to brag, but it sounded pretty, you looked pretty similar to Jeff Goldblum right there. <laughs> Thank you. I'll in my it. now viral interview. Yes. See, you were busy this summer going viral, baby. I, well, I was busy like one day. Yeah. Well, one day is all it takes. It, it literally. Literally, <laughs> apparently, all it takes is one interview. If you have not watched her Variety uh, D23 interview with the one Mr. Jeff Goldblum, um, you need to check it out. Clearly you haven't been on the you internet. You haven't been on the internet. <laughs> My favorite version that someone commented on um, when you were describing the like riff and he goes, like does that little noise? Yes. Someone was like me reacting to my wealthy husband being murdered. That's my favorite one. When, when they find when they when, when they, they find, find my rich husband dead. Exactly. Oh, that what? <laughs> what's happening? That one and the one where it's um <laughs> when someone tells me tea that I was the one who spilled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Plausible deniability, I guess. <laughs> um anyway, um, enough about me. Enough about enough about our trials and tribulations this summer. Um what what do you and where are, actually, good one question: Where are we starting the summer at? Are we starting it all the way back at Endgame? Is that I think April? We should I think you? I'm That's May. 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 Oh, okay. Does that feel like it's about so to flip long a, If we had said April, I would have actually, flipped this desk over and said, "That's springtime." It's, it was. Um, it was literally like the very, very end of April. So I think it came out. I think it actually ended up coming out like April twenty seventh or twenty eighth. It was yep. initially supposed to, I think, come out in May. That is bloody springtime. <laughs> well, it, it was it was as close to Memorial Day weekend as they could get. I yeah. Think. Who um, had Memorial Day re- weekend? Um. Them anyway, because they were just dominating the box office. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, oh, I'm dumb. Memorial Day was Aladdin. Oh. Do I know when Memorial Day is? Clearly not. Time, time is a flat circle. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Avengers had been out for five weeks by Memorial Day. So, yeah, it definitely came out in April. So, maybe let's, yeah, let's start with Aladdin, basically. Let's start with Aladdin. Um, which we've talked, we talked about on the podcast already. We have a whole episode dedicated to Aladdin. Um, some of the other films that came out for sure this summer (laughs) that we didn't talk about, we didn't talk about Angels Fallen, Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about Good Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ready or Not. Oh, yes, I saw Ready some or of Not. Our ang- some of our animated films, the the Angry Birds movie 2. Mm-hmm. Dora's not really animated. I got a sunburn at the Angry Birds 2 premiere. <laughs> uh, but you also got to meet Rachel yeah, Bloom. And meet Rachel Bloom. got many compliments on your hat. I did. I was wearing... Um, some people wear hats. Some hats wear people. <laughs> I was the latter. <laughs> that was the latter <laughs> situation for me. You're not wrong. Um... I, I, but not in looked, a bad way. Did that hat wear you? Sorry, I'm Jeff Goldblum about that. Okay, hat. okay. Um, it's argue, you could argue it. I think a myriad of ways. Um, it was an excellent conversation starter and a great way to keep most of myself from getting sunburned. Yeah, because my pale butt does not belong in the desert. I don't know why I moved here, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. So. But you did. Um, we, of course, have Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Scary mm-hmm. Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, I saw that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw that. 47 Meters Down in Cage, which I saw. Did shocker. Did not get a chance to see, but kind of um, wanted to. Really fun. 
Peanut Butter Falcon, The Art of Racing in the Rain, Blinded by the Light, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, The Farewell, Yesterday, The Kitchen, which we saw. We saw. Um, Loose, <laughs> which I saw. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Brittany runs a marathon. Woo! Ooh, we like that. Um, we, let's go with John Wick 3. Don't tell anyone I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. No one's judging you. I can't even know if you can hear me covering my mouth. No one's judging you. <laughs> um, Men in Black International, which both of us skipped. Yep. That was actually the beginning that, of us skipping was, movies. Yeah, I think that was kind of the start where we were like, oh, well, okay, but also other things. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like overall that's where I landed on this summer. Yeah. More often than not, I was like, Ugh, I've got other things to do. It's even why I haven't seen Good Boys yet. It's funny as yeah. it looks. I just don't, you know, I'm fine. I, I like a good, like, you know, a raunchy comedy is fun. I'm, and I've heard it's good. I wasn't definitely one of those people who was kind of initially put off by the premise until I read a little more about it and how it's like, they're not gross, naughty. Mm-hmm. They're dumb They're just, children. they're naive children. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even put in, like, at that adult of situations. It's yeah. like, they're they're exposed to adult themes mm-hmm. and still remain relatively naive yeah. about them. But My it, mom and I had a full argument about this. <laughs> Don't worry. It's probably realistically, like, the equivalent of if you were a kid and you, like, stumbled into an R-rated movie. It, exactly what this is supposed to be like. Um, but, I, so, but I also haven't had the hugest urge to see it either at the same time. I think that some at some point this year, I made a conscious or semi-conscious choice, and it sounds, I don't know, to like, f- to focus on female-fronted things. Yeah. I think I just did. I think my taste just changed to the point that mm-hmm. I was like, those are the movies I want to support. Even, even Hobbs and Shaw, as much as I wanted to see it for the fact that like I love Jason Statham and I love mm-hmm. the action... The Vanessa Kirby element was a massive draw for me. Really? And if that had let me down, I probably wouldn't have liked the movie. Yeah. Um, so I think more often than not in the movies that I chose this year, even seeing 47 Meters Down, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, that's female it's, it's female. It's, you know, it's all these women. Um, I think that that was something that I really focused on. It was why I was so excited for The Kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. as you guys all know, Ooh, we were... the fact that Widows got so, like let down by America mm-hmm. as a whole, you know, made me hope that thing like, please let the kitchen be great. Yeah. And then the kitchen, the was, kitchen a was a mess. A hot mess. And it's so disappointing because I actually think the girls were good in it. I think the women yeah. were actually quite good. Um, they, 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 there were some moments of unevenness, but overall yeah. I thought the performances from Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish were mm. actually pretty good. And there's interesting story elements mm-hmm. to all of their characters. Like, Tiffany's storyline alone could have been its own movie because she's married to a white Irish mobster yep. in the 70s. Yep. And trying to fit in and deal with that um, is truly like that would have been its own fascinating movie. Yep. Um, the Melissa McCarthy storyline with her husband and everything, same deal. And same thing with Elizabeth Moss kind of taking her power back mm-hmm. big time. A lot of interesting elements, and not one of them came together strongly enough, and it just, it's, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know yeah. if it's studio interference. That was my I biggest question. I don't know question. if it's bad script. 
and and she an inexperienced director. It is the director's first movie out, but she also wrote straight out of Compton or like co-wrote. Yes, it? yeah, she co-wrote straight out of Compton. She's clearly a more than so more she's than competent a competent writer. writer. So I I the way it was edited specifically, I think was studio interference with I don't know what they were perceiving to go wrong, mm-hmm. but they thought something was going wrong and. There, I just because there's one scene like that really sticks out, Ugh. where Tiffany Haddish says something like, "We're not, we're not going to deal with these fucking idiots," and it looks like she's about to say something else, and it cuts to the next scene. And I was like, I feel like she had way more to say, yeah, and to bring that scene to a like logical totally. conclusion, or like it would and it have would've... it have purpose because it was yeah. Like, a two-second scene in the middle of the mm-hmm. night of the three of them talking together. Or there'd be, like, weird entry points. Even, yeah. so, there's a scene where Elizabeth Moss survives, like, something super traumatizing, mm-hmm. and it's, like, her and one character are, like, dealing with the aftermath of yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, they've changed locations. They're, they go from the camera looking at her in the one scene to the camera looking at her in a, inside of her apartment, mm-hmm. talking to the same person. But you don't know how they got inside. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she turns the corner. I thought she was going to go take a shower. She actually goes into the kitchen and starts talking to Melissa and Tiffany. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? When did they yeah. show up? When did they make it to her house? Yeah. It was, a, it was the weirdest jump cuts where it felt like there were just scenes missing. That there yeah. were things that were... It wasn't even like there were things disorganized. It was like just, just horrible jump cuts that yeah. made it really choppy. Or they would enter a scene, like, in the middle of a conversation, mm-hmm. but yeah. not in a way that, like, logically was like, oh, we're walking in on these two characters. There was no, like, there were no transitions in between it. There, was, there yeah. wasn't even, like, an aerial shot of the city. Yeah. Like, a give little me fill, A little filler shot to, to paper over that. Which mess, they yeah. had so many filler shots, by the way, in mm-hmm. Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> that was, like, their favorite, favorite transition was, like, some was aerial. Was stuck credited in the credits? They should have been. I was like, Jesus. I was like, you and, know they weren't filming that themselves. And by the way, remember, two hours and what, like, 40 minutes, the runtime on that puppy? There's absolutely no need it for It was one of the be. longest movies I've ever seen in my life and i was like i'm well not longer than it which i refuse to see oh i'm sorry yes please explain to me why claims have a runtime of an hour and 54 minutes Angel i swear to you i was in there for over two and a half hours were you thinking you were watching it i thought i could <laughs> read a clock did it maybe feel like three hours i guess so because on box <laughs> office mojo it has 154 and on IMDb, it has two hours and one minute. I definitely thought it was over two and a half hours. Oh, that's such a bad sign. Um, <laughs> is, and, and, that you thought you were in there for nearly three goddamn hours. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe he got framed, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we're, st- we're still going. Oh, we're still going. still framed. And it's weird, because it's not that I wasn't necessarily enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it's well shot, it's well acted, it's actually an interesting story. It's just very long. Yeah. Um, and I watched London Has Fallen on cable this weekend mm-hmm. and realized that, like, these are some of the actually most violent movies I've ever seen in my entire life. We talked about it on the other podcast. Oh, and I saw Olympus Has Fallen because I was like, oh, I love Jared Butler, I'll go, I'll check it out. I think it was on cable, so I started to watch it. My God, were people just being executed left and right yes. in the most violent manner possible. And, like, 
They beat the crap out of Melissa Leo, I think, because they need, like, the nuclear codes oh, or something. Oh, I remember that. That's yeah, really yeah. horribly violent. It's just, like... This doesn't, thank goodness, have a lot of violence against women in yeah. this one. Um, or in London Has Fallen. In London Has no, Fallen, it's a quick, good. painless death. Well, not painless. <laughs> quick, gruesome, but not very, like, bashy death for the, the female. Ah, bless Angela Bassett. <laughs> Um, uh, ah, let's talk to about some violence against women once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> what a smooth transition. Well, thank you. That's what I'm here for. I, uh, without, can we give a, let's just give it away. I think we can give, I think We're that's been a, uh, yeah. at this point. And also a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, over two and a half. Um, I was relieved in how they handled Sharon Tate because I was bracing for him to depict her murder in 100%. the most violent way he possibly could, perhaps even more violently than it actually was. I was really that would have been so horrifyingly disrespectful. I can't imagine I, her but, sister would have let him make no. This movie. But I had I had some comfort in knowing that Deborah Tate had signed yeah. off on it. So, but I so at a certain point I think I assumed well maybe they won't show it they'll just talk about it. I expected the death to happen off camera too. Um, but it ends differently with the. Uh, Brad and Leo taking down the Manson family members who were the would-be killers. And Brandy the dog. And Brandy Never the forget dog. Brandy. The best trained dog in Hollywood. I mean, queen. <laughs> um, And it's funny because people are like, I can't believe they enacted so much violence on those Manson women in the film. And I'm like, I mean, I don't advocate violence against anyone, but like, also bear in mind well, that and that's, what that- they did in real life was... Horrific, Absolutely. and they have no remorse for it. But that's why they haven't gotten parole in mm-hmm. fifty years. What's interesting about it, though, that I will argue mm-hmm. um, that somebody that I know who actually didn't like the movie and didn't mm-hmm. like that scene brought up to me it was not about um, the violence against women and being the issue. It was more the issue of the people in the movie, the mm-hmm. characters in the movie, mm-hmm. don't actually earn that violence. That's very true because they haven't done anything yet. Yes. So we're okay with it because. We know what those people that they're playing did. Yeah. Um, but he was like, as a, as in terms of like someone getting their comeuppance, it's actually like kind of brutally unfair because yeah. all they've done to this point is, sh- you know, break into a house. Yeah. And especially if, like, I've met some people who aren't as familiar with all the Manson stories mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that I think younger crowds might be like, well, why did they go quite so hard on these people? Like, yeah, they were going to go murder, you know. But, but a lot of people don't understand that they were going to go murder uh, Tate and everybody at the house. But people don't, I, I think the biggest thing is those people who don't know the story yeah. don't know how many times they stabbed the mm-hmm. real people and how, like, how, like, brutally yeah. they were murdered. It wasn't just like, oh, they went and killed them. Yeah. No, I mean, no. They, 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 they brutalized these people yeah. to an extent that is completely just horrifying and disgusting so it's kind of the i i I agree with you like when we look at it from that place of like we think of it as like the comeuppance that they kind of deserved Mm -hmm. i get why quentin went that way yeah but overall actually i ended up liking the movie despite not really loving how the end played Mm -hmm. out because for me it actually felt more like you know the slice of life like richard linklater movie for example and part of me didn't, like, I think it's grown on me the more I think about it. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction after I watched it was sort of, huh. Like, yeah. okay. These were interesting characters. Brad Leo's characters were interesting. Um, 
and it was like slice of life interesting in sort of the um level that Leo's character at is mm-hmm. in Hollywood at the time where he goes to do the spaghetti western and everything mm-hmm. which um I think they were trying to align him more with Steve McQueen but it's also a lot what of what Clint Eastwood did yeah he was on those kind of shows they did the spaghetti westerns and kind of blew up mm-hmm. um so it's uh so that part of it was interesting and the kind of like fading middle age like things are changing around you and you can't cope with it yeah kind of thing um I enjoyed watching Clinton's yeah. midlife crisis on screen. Right? I found it very interesting. <laughs> and it's so funny because, honestly, you could have done that whole movie without ever showing Sharon Tate, without ever mm-hmm. showing the mm-hmm. Manson family or Spawn Ranch or any yeah. of that. All that could have been excised right out of there. Totally. It could have been its totally own um, film. Own film just about these two guys um, kind of dealing with... Dealing with aging. With aging, Which yeah. is why I found that part to be so interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like the framework that the end of the 60s yeah. and, like, that changing time gave it mm-hmm. to give it a little more, like, historical context more yeah. than just, like... Because, yeah, if it had been that movie, you could have set it in any point in time, which is, yeah. I guess, to me, the strength of the writing mm-hmm. and the strength of the acting of yeah. both Brad and Leo. Personally, I know that Leo's going to get all of, like the claim because he's mm-hmm. the leader whatever but brad was it for me he was just awesome i've never been that fond of either of them mm-hmm. as actors i'm very like hit and miss on them i don't think i really liked leonardo dicaprio as an actor until the departed mm, yeah the departed really yeah. um and i and i think he does well with a strong director like a scorsese or a yeah. tarantino yeah. um i haven't seen the revenant so I don't know. But I've also heard that The Revenant, it's a lot of him going, ah, into a camera. Oh, but it's like, it, it, it's weird. I never need to see The Revenant again. I've only seen it once. But it is like, I don't want to say it's harrowing because it's yeah. not. But like, you're just like, you're it's a crazy like, survival story. You're literally just like, this guy's day could not get worse. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, every time he thinks like things have gotten to their worst, literally some other horrific <laughs> yeah. thing happens. Like, what he, now? He like ends up riding a horse like off, off a cliff. cliff. Yeah. And and that's after he's already been like brutalized by the wolf or by the bear yeah. and like his back is like he and you're like, Jesus, can someone just help him? Yeah. He's he's been this, through enough. Can this dude catch a break? And he can't. Um I mean he eventually does. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Um, and so I've liked him a little more and more over time, but I'm still don't think he is the greatest. Um, and so I'm not, uh, I liked the performance here. There was interesting, fun stuff. And same thing with Brad Pitt. I never thought Brad Pitt was that phenomenal or good of an actor. Honestly, he's very blank to me, very dumb in the face, like, I could not disagree I with you more. I don't think he's an expressive, good actor. I don't think. I think the first thing I truly thought, oh, he's got some interesting skills, was in Glorious Bastards, where he puts on that character and has the accent and the, mm-hmm. you know, like the the scene where he has to fake speak Italian with Christoph Waltz well, yeah. is like really funny. Like I, I just never thought of him like that. Well, in a lot I of mean, ways. I completely understand why you wouldn't have. Um, I think he is one of the one of the actors that absolutely got better with age. Um, I could, yeah, I buy that argument. I think when he, cause he, I don't think he really, 
as much as he obviously like played all the like the romantic mm-hmm. leads and everything, he didn't try and hold on to that too mm-hmm. long. True. He made the choice to be fine with being, you know, even if he still was a lead, it being more of a character actor kind of mm-hmm. part and being these guys that aren't always like the greatest catch. Um, I've I, heard the argument that he's more of a character actor in yeah. a leading man body. A lot of people exactly. said that about uh, Ben Affleck, too, and I really see that with Ben Affleck. Yes, and I think they've both had a very similar career trajectory. Yeah. I think they're best in those kinds of roles. Yeah. Um, I just rewatched Gone Girl on cable Me too. the other day. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, cool. Not yesterday, but definitely the other day. Um, And I was like, man, he really is so good in that. And that is like a that is technically a leading man yeah. part, but yeah, it's um, he's not likable, yeah, exactly because he cheated and yeah, he's and, not playing the hero, and he's not playing a hero or an especially good guy. They're mm-hmm. both flawed, mm-hmm. um, but that's like yeah, the, but his wife is a freaking psychopath, crazy. dude. I, it's been so long since I've seen that. Just to remember how freaking amazing Rosamund Pike is, yeah, and also terrifying. Yeah, she's. She's so, so good. Scary. She, like how she didn't win an Oscar for that or get more accolades, I'll never know. She I think it's because everyone was bloody scared of her. <laughs> she got the nomination. I'm pretty sure. Um, but who is she up against? Yeah, I Were think that's give, what it came was down it to. Someone nice, like someone playing a nicer part. No, but it was. Um, she yeah, she got the nomination, but she was up against uh, Julianne Moore and still Alice. So sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, Charlie. I just hate sad dementia films um, from, on a personal level, so. I dip, that movie. I've never watched it. I never will. I, I will tell you it's one of, it's it's not gonna. truly one of the strongest performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, I mean, it, it absolutely destroyed me, but. Um, yep, not gonna do it. It's not even like, it's weird. It's not even like the typical maudlin mm-hmm. sad dementia movie. It's It was more of like. It's kind of a horror movie, if I'm going to be honest. It's a horrifying um, condition. And the way they play it is truly terrifying. And that was a strong year for actresses in a leading role, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Julianne Fristel, Alice, Felicity Jones, The Theory of Everything, Reese Witherspoon in Wild, and Marion Cotillard in uh, Two Days, One Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Yep. Still never going to see it. Sorry, no, I, I wouldn't see it if I was you, but mm-hmm. I will say that she earned it. So aside from <laughs> aside from that horrible tale, yeah. let's talk about one more that I know we both saw that mm-hmm. we absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany runs a marathon. Yeah, uh, hit me with your your love it or hate it thoughts. I loved it. I liked. Um, I think a lot of people are going to assume that it's about losing weight and fitting into what is like societally. Yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> Socially acceptable. Um, when it really, truly isn't, it's about doing something for yourself and giving yourself some kind of goal outside of yourself. And it does, I think it doesn't have to be physical. It's just what this exactly. person chose to do. Um, and there's a, the, one of her running mates says it's about little goals cause the mm-hmm. running mate is a recovering addict. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important as, and cause I'm doing my own like personal trainer stuff. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not keeping up with it like I should and things like that. But it's just about sticking with it and sticking with this little something that gives you drive to pursue other things. Yeah. And I think that's more the point of the movie. Not that like, oh, she becomes like super thin and runs a marathon. Yeah. Not yeah. even the point of the movie. And I think people are hopefully 
or not hopefully i think people are brushing it off unfairly based on that i saw one review in the comments were all like oh of course she has to lose weight i'm like that's not the point man nope nope. it's a side effect that she's happy with but i don't think that was no it's all about getting her life together no because her because apart from the weight her life's a mess in general yeah like, she has just a kind of like a dead end job. Yeah. She's just getting by. She has a horrible roommate. Yeah. Oh, I hated that girl so much. I wanted to slap the mm. roommate. The roommate says some awful things, uh, which uh, I have been very blessed to not have any friends say any of those kinds of things to me as I've like kind of slowly, slowly gotten it more together with mm-hmm, working out mm-hmm. and trying to lose weight and get in shape. Um,. But the roommate says, like, horrible things, like, don't throw away your fat clothes, because I've seen people do this, and they gain the weight back, and that's when I wanted to punch the roommate. Yeah, it literally... Square in the jaw! <laughs> it literally made me so upset. Um, yeah. They, I, they, and, but they say, they say there are, unfortunately, they're, they're, because the roommate's a bit of a mess, too, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people have said it's when someone is making a positive change, be yes. it weight loss or something like yes. that, if one person's making the positive change, yeah, the person the other, will turn on you. The other person will turn on you because they're not doing that. For and they're, they're yeah, exactly. They're 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 jealous. They're not ready. They're yeah. they want to hold on to things the way they are, mm-hmm. and they don't want you to change because if they if you change, then they have to deal with their yeah. own shit. And they can't either rely, use you as a crutch, use you, exactly, use you as a crutch, or go well. At least I'm not so exactly. Oh, you know. yeah, the comparison. Yeah, and it's I, truly awful. And I think it does a good job too of just showing for Brittany like how hard it is to want to make that change for yourself Mm -hmm. and when people are like being nice to you about it or complimenting you about it you become very very insecure about it because you kind of thought you were fine before and you're making the change and you know it's good but at the same time it's it's hard to accept that kind of positivity really a hundred percent i struggle with it all the time oh yeah um, it's one of those weird things where, like, someone tells try- you, like, you look pretty, and you're like, did I look ugly yesterday? <laughs> we tra- I know saying? we try to gas each other up all the time, and we always shoot the other person down, where I'm like, you did amazing, you're like, shut up, no, I didn't. Or, you're like, it's fine. And I, was didn't like, it it doesn't, I was like, it doesn't even look good. No, <laughs> I'm trying really hard this year, yeah. in my last year of my 20s, to do this <laughs> thing where I accept compliments and just, like, say thank you yep. in response <laughs> And maybe say something nice back instead of being like downplaying uh, yeah. it or avoiding it and being like, oh, it was nothing. It's like, no. If the person took the time out mm-hmm. to say good job, yeah. you should accept it and not throw it back in their face because it's rude. And not assume that there's something yeah. fake or ulterior about it. There might be, but I mean, we I always say that because we work in Hollywood. <laughs> My mom is like full on listening to this right I now know, being but- like, Oh, really? You didn't sound this enlightened the other day. I, yeah, my husband was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, is this a result of my therapy or in spite of it? I, uh, I went to a uh, intuitive medium for like just a fun future reading. Yeah. And she said, oh, you, you tend to hold yourself back because you expect things to be, or you not expect, but you feel like you need to have things in a certain order to, mm-hmm. before you do them. I was like, did my fucking mom call you? <laughs> It's okay, my mom knows about the thing, and I think I told her that exact joke. Exactly, I'm sure she knows. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's wrap this up with a love it, hate it, still want to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to give my love it for the summer 
of 2019 to um it's gonna be a tie okay is this like all of summer or like all of summer oh geez okay i know it's really hard um i'm giving mine to hobbs and shaw and britney runs a marathon i love it Mm -hmm. What are your love it? Uh, my love it's, I'm going to say Britney Runs a Marathon. Ready or Not was really yep. a great end of summer horror flick that's like <clears throat> solid B-movie, super entertaining. I actually wish I was in a more full theater when I saw mm-hmm. it because people were laughing, but I'm like, no, no this, wonder really, this like, needed more. Amp it up. Um, I think those would be my big love it's. Hate it. Hate it. I mean... Don't get me wrong, I laughed when we watched it together, but I'm, I mean, Hobbs and Shaw, man. <laughs> my hate is the kitchen. You really oh, didn't like, really like Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, it's just not my thing, and if I hadn't gone with you, I would have never. Yeah. It, it, I don't think I, I think that is actually the first Fast and Furious branded movie I have seen since the original. That's fair. In its entirety, you know, like That's start fair, to finish. Yeah. Um, it's got a much different vibe for. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm no, it's they changed. all have, I know they it's all, all have comedy, changed, yeah. but like that one is definitely the most like broad comedy, the most yeah. Like, I, like I was laughing my head off and instead cr- of you know could not handle it when they were like slow mo fighting at the end. Amazing. And I, I, our other friend was there in the crowd with us, and he was like, you, he's like, my favorite thing was watching you react because mm-hmm. I could not keep the giggles well because even though all. it's like amazing action you know they're partially playing that it's not even necessarily for laughs but they're playing that like for it to be over the yeah, top yeah. like that's what's so awesome about the movie is like it's so it's it's so extra and it's like mm. so aware it's extra yeah you're like come like the whole it time you're like seriously ridiculous. yeah exactly which i appreciate a self-aware yeah. film i do too because so many of them are not mm-hmm. um and then my still want to see it I'm going to go with The Farewell, because I never made it to see it. Oh, I'll say The Farewell, and I'll say Midsummer. Yeah. You're like, you're going to see that by yourself? Yep. I feel like it's safer for the entire world. Well, if we do not try to see that movie together. Yeah, I think we've determined in general that we're going to have to see a lot of stuff separately. We actually mostly have this summer. We have, yeah. I think The Kitchen was the first one we saw safely. (laughs) First one we safely saw together, yeah. We safely saw start to finish. Did we really? Honestly, that theater was dirty. I don't know. We got plague from it. We might have. That was that whole thing was a hot ass mess. And then I had to uh, couldn't get any ice in my cup. I went to the junket and it was outside, and I've never been madder in my entire okay, life. Okay, can we have a quick discussion about that? Yes. I haven't been to any of these outdoor junkets. This I've been summer, to two, but I need them can to we stop. Not? Like it's the summer. It's the summer in Los Angeles. You're holding them at at the peak of the daytime uh-huh. when the sun is at its highest when they say on the sunscreen bottle that even if you're wearing the sunscreen you probably still shouldn't go out between 10 and 2. It's like listen people are trying to look cute that's on camera. That's at its strongest. That's the other problem is like I'm not on camera and so one of these I was um, just the producer asking the questions um, so I didn't need to look not sweaty. I mean I tried. But yeah but <laughs> But I worked possible. with talent on another one and I had to give her my mini fan that I have in my mm-hmm. purse because we, she's melting. She's melting. No. And I don't think uh, either of us had the right shade of powder on on a, us for her. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it would have not, not worked. It would have not worked. No, doesn't doesn't go great. Because I had my powder compact, but I assure you, it is not the same shade, and it would have looked goofy. <laughs> would have looked more than ashy. Oh yeah. 
Um, so yeah, summer is, I guess, technically over. It doesn't feel like it here in LA. It in certainly terms of the doesn't. Heat, but technically, for movie season, it is. I think. Yeah. It. It chapter it had... two coming out next week after Labor Day is the the uh, beginning of fall, really. Yeah. I wish it was fall. I wish I hate running this air conditioner. Well, it's not, <laughs> it's my fan that you might hear in the background, but I hate running this air conditioner. I have twenty four seven. She to... hates it, and I couldn't live any other way. Oh well, no, I mean I need the air conditioner to live. You're not wrong because yeah. I'll I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that depressing note, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Well, you know what we didn't say we liked uh, was Spider Man Far From Home. But is that in your love it? Is that truly in your love it? It doesn't have to be. I just no, it is in my love it. it. It is in my love it. I just couldn't remember if that counted as summer. But I that was I think that it like does. the first July of summer. When did it come out? June, July. Guys, it's been so long. It's been it's been eighty four <laughs> years. <laughs> and yes, it came out July second. Okay, and it was glorious. And we watched that one together. This before things this started going bad for us. Well, one bad thing happened, but we'll keep that off the, yeah. off the radio. <laughs> um, but no, Spider Man Far From Home was a triumph. Um, that Tom freaking Holland is adorable. It's so funny. I keep bringing it up as one I enjoyed because I'm usually so like not anti Marvel, but like whatever Marvel. Yeah, and, it's just this, not for you. It's just not for me, but like Spider-Man, I'm like, god damn it, that was a cute Do you enjoy movie. Ant-Man? You know, I didn't see the first one, but I saw the second one, and I did have a good time. I really cracked up at I that. Like the, I actually like the first one even better than the second I, one. I like, I like, I like it a lot when they're funny, obviously, and then, um... Have you seen Ragnarok? Oh yeah, I've seen Ragnarok. Oh, of course you have. I saw that with my mom and brother, and, um... We had a pretty good time. They, uh, they're, if you think I'm not into Marvel, oof, neither of them. Not at all. They, they had, like, again, they were entertaining, like, it was entertaining and we had a good enough time, but, uh, we walked out and my brother's like, I feel like that movie was a kid taking toys going, what if the Hulk and Thor fought together on a rainbow bridge and mm-hmm. So he's entered Tyga's brain. Yeah. <laughs> Because we all saw what we do in the shadows, and we love that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like I said. If you think I'm not, if you think if I'm bashing Marvel, who doggies? Like neither of them. <laughs> neither of them have, have give two figs about Marvel. Well, I've got to say, I feel like they are doing just fine, whether or not figs are being given. They're living. Um, they're living their lives just fine without Marvel movies. Well, no, I meant I meant oh. Spider Man and, and oh yes, and I feel like without the the extended Stanton family, they're doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're one billion dollars at the box office. We'd have fine. one billion and fourteen if we got those le- uh, two last two people on board. Me, my mom, and brother. <laughs> yep, yep. They'd be like, we were so close. What can we do to get the Stantons next go around? Uh, my dad. Uh, his wife, I, he just read the Wikipedia for Endgame just so he could I know the spoilers. I love that so spoilers. much, Because so. I talked to him that weekend and he was like, oh, I heard this happens and Tony dies and da 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 And I was like, wait, did you go see? He goes, no, I just read the Wikipedia. My Uber driver got it spoiled for, for oh, him. No. And he was so upset oh. and I felt so bad for him. I was like, that is a horrible thing to do. So everybody, if my, my one parting words for you in the yes. summer... Like, be kind. Maybe, like, if you're discussing spoilers in mixed company, mm-hmm. like, 
Say something first. You know, give it a week or so. Yeah. Give, give it some time. It was like a couple days later and someone got in his Uber and like ruined the movie. I, I'm a bad, I've accidentally blurted out spoilers. Um, I, some people do it, I think, intentionally. I truly don't. I just get excited and want to talk about details. Mm-hmm. That was my first question at the uh, Film Critics Weekly. I'm like, so spoilers? We're talking spoilers? And, and they we were all like, they were like. Hey! Not all the movies have come out yet. And I was like, all right, cool. No spoilers. Got it. <laughs> she was so ready. She could not so wait. Ready. I was ready to reveal all the twists and turns and ready or not, which I really enjoyed. But um, it is actually better if you don't know. Yeah. And, and we have some exciting ones coming up. Um, I actually recently got a chance to see Hustlers. I know you oh, saw I, it. Yeah. Um, so we've got some movies. Now that we have I to do like... an exchange program, yeah. except you won't actually go see it. No, I will not. <laughs> I have a lot. I literally have a lot to do other than spend two hours and 40 some odd minutes watching it. I mean, without giving anything away, it is a hair too long. A hair? It's a clown with wigs. <laughs> there you long. go. Exactly. <laughs> it is a full head of hair too long. Uh, (laughs) on that note thank you for listening to our full summer wrap up we'd love to know what you thought of the summer movies this year and if there's anything that we didn't give a fair shake to because I'm more than willing to watch something on my home television Mm -hmm. now that it's been out of theaters for a considerable amount of time but I think we were pro we're trying to be pro indie yeah because temples are doing 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 fine fine without without us (laughs) earthquake Not for real. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) No more earthquakes. Good night.